You know how Mommy and Daddy said not to judge a book by its cover? That's exactly what we do on this show. We do not read these books. Candace and Jess are professionals. Please do not try this at home. So, you know how I've got a creaky, creaky chair? Yes, I know how you have a creaky, yeah. creaky chair. Yeah, guess, guess what else I have now. Uh, I'm guessing things that make sounds. Yes, but uh, more specifically specific, I have a creaky, creaky floor that the uh, creaky, creaky chair now sits on. So, it's I just... I so badly want to buy you a chair for Christmas, but it's like, I don't have chair money. Nobody, nobody has chair money. Not even, not even charities. Ah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Candace and Jess Judge a Book by Its Cover. My name is Jess. I'm Candace. And you're listening to our show. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Welcome to the most Decemberist, Decemberiest episode ever at this Woo-hoo. point in December. Yeah, at this point in December. It's getting there, guys. Yeah. Everybody's on that, I don't know, Christmas creep. I guess so. Like, I, I still feel like it's too early for it, but apparently it's not, so. I like the lights and trees on streets. Mm. That's my jam. Yeah. yeah. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think I was going to have a Christmas tree this year because I'm not going to be at home. For Christmas, I'm going to be taken off, so you know, didn't expect to do that. But uh, wonderful boyfriend is a tree man and showed up with the top of a tree, like an ant, like an ant. I think that's like what an, they're called. An ant. Wow. Yeah, like a tree, like tree beard, like I a tree end. No, ant. E N T. I thought that was Ooh, what it was called. Like in Lord, in Lord of the Rings, those like tree beard guys. Oh wow! I, think, I have never I th- seen Lord of the Rings. I think that's what they're called. They're like a big tree man. Well, that's yeah. exactly what walked through my front door. Like I, he's like, I brought us home a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and I was like, Yay! I put on O Tannenbaum because I thought, Oh, there we go. Nice for him to walk through the door with this <laughs> tiny little tree to that, and then you, you had it queued up. <laughs> I had it ready, yeah. And what he walked in the door with was a giant smile and the most weird ass tree I have ever seen. It is not a Charlie <laughs> Brown. It is huge, but it's like upside down. Like, okay. all of the, the, like, arms are reaching right to the ceiling of our house. I'll post a photo of this on Instagram for you guys so you can see how ridiculous this tree looked when it came in my front door. Um, so, so they can experience this tree-sperience? Yeah, it's the tree-sperience because it's basically got a basket on the top of it that I want to weave lights through. Also, uh-huh. when he brought the tree in, I was like, oh, I have these Christmas lights. And I went to plug them in and they didn't work anymore. And I was sad because they worked like not too long ago and yeah. he's like oh they're they're cut like the base of them are cut and i was like well let's just bend it over and tape it and we just bent it over and taped it and plugged it in and it works <laughs> oh there you go nice i like screamed like yay and, like <laughs> expecting that it actually wouldn't work but yeah. it all lit up there we are oh tannenbaum oh that sounds great can i tell you about my tree yes that i've been getting because uh, you know i've just moved um, so I'm in the new place. I'm trying to get it all uh, like sorted and uh, we're trying to get it festive in the way that I know how, which is cheese and alcohol. 
<laughs> yes. That is that is my tree. Uh, I actually I bought a bottle of rum for the sole purpose. I wanted to make a spiced rum, like a house spiced rum, so I could have something like that, Very which would be nice. pretty cool and festive. Um, but I didn't get the spices because I bought the rum first. Then I looked at the recipe for what I needed for spices. Oh. And then I started drinking the rum yes. um, in the most classy way possible, which is I've been calling them trash pina coladas. Ooh. Yeah, which is rum, ice. And the uh, juice at the bottom of a garbage can. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a splash of lime juice, so I am, I'm up in the thing there. And then it's a you fill the rest of the glass with the, um, those pina colada sobes. Sobes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's Sobe or Sob. Sobe. Sob. Sobe. Sobe. S-O-B. Whatever they are. It's a lizard. Son of a bitch. My friend, uh, a friend of mine, she used to call those ones. She called them the, uh, they were the, the Lizjes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah. Can't believe that I didn't have a friend that called them that, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, wow, that stuff is just too sweet. Well, that has been a very interesting intro to the show. I know what you guys really want to hear over there is about the Franken trees that are coming in my door and the bottles of booze that are currently nestled being, in Jess's arms. Being consumed by me because this is how I Christmas. This is how we Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no tooth deckle yet, guys, but... Um, my birthday's still not for a little while. We'll set up the Kickstarter, um, and, and we'll see what we can get in my mouth here. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Decals mm-hmm. in your mouth. Decals. Decals. I, I don't know how yes. you really say that word. It's decals. It's decals. Okay. Mm-hmm. You really have to extend the vowel sounds when you say that word. Mm-hmm. Vowel. I know this. I used to make models. You know, I've heard a word yesterday yes um it's special like species like (laughs) yeah like but the idea was special death like it's a death of a species a special death okay and i thought oh what a special special (laughs) death yes just so special 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 oh because i've i see it i hear it i hear see it as a um like someone saying it who's got an accent yeah. They're in a very special place <laughs> in their Don't life. Don't worry. They're in a special. They're mm-hmm. in a special space. It's a special death. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, spe- special. Special? Species. Now you're going to say the word too many times, and it's not going to mean anything. And then we're going to have to just, like, unpack that word and then, I don't know. I don't know. Dissect that word. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Dissect guys. It. That's interesting, right? Special mm-hmm. death. Yeah. It's not just your ordinary run-of-the-mill death. It's a special one. Special. Hopefully that doesn't happen to us, but... Um, no, you know, we're, we're stronger. We're going to rise above it. But yes, apparently. Candace, I do know. No, I don't know. What do you, what do you got? I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, it's uh, almost 10 minutes in. You've had the oh. most riveting conversations of your life so far. The no, most. I know that's not true. Um, but... I think it's time to get into the whole reason that you guys are here, and that mm-hmm. is to eating judge. a book. Oh, yes, yes. dinner time. Mm-hmm. You're going to make that book sandwich, and we're going to give you the recipe. Finally, in the twentieth episode, we're going to tell you how to do it. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Happy mm-hmm. 20th episode, Jess. There we go. Oh, congratulations, Candace. We did it. Thank you. 20. Thank you. We're almost 20. old enough to drink in the States. Just getting our drinking legs mm-hmm. sprouting as we speak. Yeah. We had to go to a different country to drink before, yeah. like Canada. Or we also had that one really cool uncle. Yeah. Uncle us- lets you drink. Yep. <laughs> so it's Candace- a weird name for a baby. <laughs> yes? <laughs> so Candace, you've got... I, I, I kind of notice and have a feeling in my bookie sixth sense that you yes. brought a book today. I brought a book today. And you know what? I don't know what it's called. Oh, okay. You know, the, guys, like, it's the to book truly... That sh- yes. It's the book that didn't look. Or mm-hmm. I'm I'm the crook that didn't look. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Got this book off of a street library. You know, there are street wi- libraries by the fact that they're on the street and there's mm-hmm. books behind glass. That's always... I know they're not... Know. I know they're not called street libraries, but I really, really like street libraries as I guess they're called like book exchanges, right? But yeah, street library. No, they are street libraries. Okay, from now on. Yes. Um, so I got this book in one of those wonderful street libraries outside of a wonderful little home that I get to visit every once in a while and instantly knew that this was going to be a great and wonderful book to judge. But I... Did the, you know, like, if you're going to truly judge a book by its cover, I think that in some cases you're not even supposed to give yourself enough time to, like, absorb anything. You're just supposed to be like, ah, this is for me or this isn't for me. At first glance. At first glance, yes. Mm -hmm. That's where the story lives. That is where the story lives. I'm going to figure out the cover or figure out the name of the book with you right now because it is time to let everybody know what that book is called. So. Let's see, Jess. Um, okay. I see the cover. Does it? Uh, I, can I ask a question? Yes. Does it say anything on the spine of the book? We're allowed to look at the spine? Well, I mean, I think in this circumstance, okay. I think it's a circumstantial kind of, we got to take into account. So, it does. There we it go. It does say something. So, it is written by... Margaret Somerville. That's a nice name. Margaret That's a very Somerville. Very nice name. Yeah. I've been to Somerville once. Isn't that yeah. Summerland? Yeah, well shit. We can <laughs> we can we can edit that out in post, right? Yeah. There <laughs> we go. Deleted. Mm-hmm. Um Margaret Somerville. <laughs> like I know everywhere you've been. <laughs> um <laughs> the book is called The Ethical imagination i really want to read that word the wrong way but it does say imagination the ethical imagination is the name of the book that i have in my hands the ethical imagination yes doesn't that feels like that feels wrong to me as an imagination person right there's no ethics yeah it's kind of you just do you just it's it's up to you the power is in your hands just like gigantor And in in tiny little writing underneath that, it does say journeys of the human spirit. So, you know, I don't want to take too much from that because the real meat, the real, the real deal is Mm -hmm. actually what with the image that is sitting on the cover of this book. Okay. So, Jess, put yourself in a very sunny blue day. Sunny, blue, 
no clouds. Okay. I mean, I'm in. I'm in there. I mean, I got my. I got the lights on, cranked in my room. So, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty warm day, but you're wearing a suit. Okay. I've been there. I've been. I've been that. That boy. Fresh haircut. Okay. Also, yeah, I'm feeling it. Should I close my eyes for this? Sorry. Your eyes aren't closed, Jess? Uh, well, I, I like looking at the numbers click. As yes, they, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes, close your eyes. Okay. It is a summer day. Okay. It's pretty warm, too warm to be wearing the suit that you're wearing, but it is such a nice suit. Mm-hmm. You're it's standing... Very nice, very nice suit. A, I've just decided to change it a little bit because originally you were by yourself, but now you're at a busy street corner about to cross the street on this sunny day. And okay. You're also in Vancouver, so you're like right down by the Nordstrom. Okay, you know I'm down there. You yeah, know okay, who, know the spot. Yeah, yeah. And you know who hangs out there at the bus stop? Bus goers. No. Tons and tons and tons of pigeons. They're always there in that spot. Oh, and you know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. Do you know they're, what they're doing? I do. I have. A, I had an answer. That was a loaded question that I was prepared to go and have that, you know, shoot off my answer into the audio stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And that, you know what they're doing? Those <laughs> pigeons, they're doing the pigeon. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Yeah. But in this in this case, you're not quite there yet. You're not like right in the p- pigeon world. You're across the street. You're about to. I'm not you know, quite head in the pigeon over. pudding. You're not quite in the pigeon pudding, but you're going to be right now. I think your eyes are open. I think you opened them. Um, I I think I would if I mean if I was getting off the bus, which is oh, right, I assume yeah. how I got down there. Okay. But I bust down to just outside the Nordstrom. Fair enough. Then, but you're coming. Yeah. Anyways, I guess the listeners, are, you're not interested in exactly where Jess is in this dreamland, but he is completely surprised when a beautiful pigeon lands on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, this, how, how beautiful are we talking here, Candace? Well, on the cover, like judging by the cover of this book, it's maybe the world's most beautiful pigeon. This like, is a I... really well... This pigeon almost looks as... Nice is the suit you're wearing. Okay. Which is odd okay. for Vancouver and not going to be like what the conversation about pigeons is going to be about. Well, I mean, it but, could go it could go very many different routes right now, which is kind of exciting. Um, it's true because there really is no plan. I have no idea what's going to happen to Jess at the street corner. Well, that's but, the thing is that we actually, this is a scripted podcast. I'd like everyone oh, yeah. to know. Yes. Yeah, incredibly um, scripted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We practice our lines for a week, and then we record it on Thursdays. So, Candace, Obviously. Um, yes, the question that I want to ask you, because you're saying this is the most beautiful pigeon in the world, or the most beautiful pigeon that I've ever seen? Uh, the most beautiful pigeon you've ever seen. Okay. And so, just so I really want to paint the most um, spectacular tapestry for our listeners. That's um, actually his name. Tapestry. Tapestry the pigeon. What is my reaction? Like, because I really want to react properly. Well, you are actually kind of, um, you're surprised. Because mm-hmm. Jess is one of those kind of people out there in the world that he's always, he's always expecting the unexpected. 
Like when you're walking past anything, you're like, I'm surprised that they're not sitting on my shoulder right now, hanging out. Like, I don't know. You kind mm-hmm. of expect whatever is going to happen to happen. So your reaction is actually um, very low key. You just kind of you're like, oh, cool. I yeah. got a buddy. Hope hey, he doesn't up, poop pigeon? on me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you kind of think about that because your suit is really expensive and you rented it. That's, so it's kind of that, like, mm. I mean, that is how I do. I do like a fine suit on a yes. nice blue skied sunny day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this pigeon picks you like tapestry is there. Tap, tap, tapping on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And judging by the cover, this book is all about not about ethical imaginations, not about journeys of the human spirit. I don't even know if Margaret Somerville really wrote it. It is about pigeon secrets. Pigeon secrets, Jess. You know they got a lot because they got their ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. They're down they there. They see it all. They see it all. They hear it all. Mm-hmm. Unassuming. And nobody cares for them except for the hobolos. Hobolos. The hobolos. Yeah. So uh, on the subject of that, that seems like a very good spot to put in this thing because I did have a pigeon thing that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so as a, because you know I, I I collect cookbooks mm-hmm. quite quite often, um, and uh, I recently got a, a cookbook, and it was called like the Four Hour Chef. It was very cool. It was very like above like above beyond all these different sort of um, uh, cooking uh, ways and styles and how to do it. It's like basically a lot of it's if you have a very short amount of time. Those go go people on the go. Uh, there's <laughs> there's one part of this cookbook where it tells you how to catch pigeons to what? eat to eat yeah oh, wow and so basically I had something to be like you go to like a pigeony area and you cover yourself in a blanket and maybe bird seed or something like that and you so you sit there and you just wait and you put bird seed all around you and then when the pigeons like forget that you're a person. And then you wait and wait and wait until the pigeons are just around you. And then you, quick as lightning, reach down, grab a pigeon by its, like, I don't know. I guess it would be, like, its shoulders. Mm -hmm. If pigeons have shoulders. Mm -hmm. I don't know enough. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, yeah, you grab the pigeon. And then what you do is you pick it up and you put it under your armpit. Oh, Okay. And what'll happen is, like, if you just grab that pigeon and you just, like, keep it out in, like, the daytime, that pigeon's going to freak out because it's like, hey, I'm not supposed to be anywhere except for, you know, in those designated pigeon zones, which is everywhere outside a pigeon is. Yes. But if you take the pigeon and quickly put it under your armpit, it's going to just think it's night and it's just going to be like, okay, I'm just going to hang out there and just be like, it's night now. And then you can, you got a, you got an arm pigeon. Armpit Arm pigeon. pigeon. Yeah. Yes. That's really sweet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't actually, think... I guess you just attacked it and you're going to eat it. So maybe yeah. it's not sweet. I, yeah. I don't really know what pigeon meat tastes like. So I'm not really going to... I don't really want to eat an urban pigeon. Pigeons have been having a hard time. Pretty much always. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think they're pretty sick and tired of being kicked out of all of the urban areas that they want to hang out in. Um, because... I am not the businessman on the front of this book. I never got to hear the secrets. And when that pigeon flew into the podcast basement in episode two, 
Um, oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance. Yeah, such a sweet bird. I didn't get a chance to ask him very many questions. Um, like, do you know Tapestry? Um, do you... Where do you live? Do you do you hang out at the Nordstrom's? Like, I didn't get to ask him anything. Um, but I do have some information on pigeons that, you know, it's not secret, but... Is this well-known pigeon facts with Candace? Well... There's there's kind of something that was pulling at my coat a little bit when I first saw this cover. So mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, a dear friend of mine told me that her boyfriend told her some information that blew her mind. And basically, the information was that urban pigeons quite often are missing a foot. Okay. And uh, that it's due to walking around in our filth all the time. And quite often what happens is their they feet get just hit. give up. Well, I think actually, like, that's true. In researching this, I found out there's a few reasons why. But one of the reasons why is because human hair and threads and garbage and what ki- what have you will wrap themselves around the pigeon feet. And it's like a castration or a docking, basically, uh, oh. or a cropping. And uh, it's called, I think it's called a lastration, which I think is really funny. A lastration? Yeah, it's like castration, but with elastics. Or, oh, okay. but basically, you know how like people will do that with farm animals, or like um, to you know make their balls fall off, like, I guess, so they can't like, reproduce. Or like the castrati. <laughs> no, that was victims. Uh, it was. I think it was. I don't remember the years of when the castrati were happening, but it was like it was a way way back um, uh, uh, practice where um, it was young boys. Um, and what they would do is to keep their voices high so they could oh sing in God. choirs and that kind of stuff. Uh, they would castrate the, uh, the boy so that he would, um, yeah, that he could sing. Well, I mean, this is, this is way, way back. And a lot of them didn't survive because, you know, they're so, just like, they're tying them off or they're smashing them or boiling them or I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing, and I'm going to research that now. And I'm also realizing that the last episode we did revolved around secrets of Master Chefs. This episode is secrets of pigeons, and the next episode is secrets of choir boys. So hold on for that because we'll mm-hmm. get to the bottom of this. Also, we're not going to necessarily. Is the next episode? I mean, we're not saying the next episode is necessarily secrets of choir boys, but no, no, it's a joke. It's always a joke. Oh, okay. Um, it's the third. But you know, it also right. reminds me of they used to do that too. There was some kind of situation where they would do that to horses' feet, too, so they would gallop in the way that they wanted them to. Um, I don't have any background on that, but that's sort of like the same idea of torture to get, you know. Horse, horses to do your bidding. Yes. Yes. But anyways, elastration, they're castrating their own feet off. Can you say that? Is castrating their own feet off or just? is? I thought castration was like. For, is only pre- with balls? Like I, nah, I wouldn't say only with balls. I think it's only with, uh, and I'm going to say it. One of my favorite words, not really one of my favorite words, genitalia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that you don't like that word. I was going to name I my don't. first daughter genitalia. Oh, I don't like it. Can we just call it crotch garnish? And we <laughs> call her Talia for short. Yeah, your Talia. Um, <laughs> no. No, I think I like crotch garnish. That's, that's okay. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. But y'all are going to okay. know what I'm talking about. Yes, guys, it's crotch garnish from mm-hmm. here on in. But 
that's a crazy story, right? That pigeons lose their feet. Um, it isn't just because of human hair. I feel like that part of the story made me really interested in it to think that like our hair could be uh, making pigeons feet fall off. But, you know, they do. Um, there's lots of that pigeon wire pigeon kind wire. of stuff. Oh, so p- pigeon wire is that really pokey, um, terrible shit that they put on top of everything. They don't want pigeons to land on. Mm hmm. It kind of takes bird on a wire and changes it to wire on a bird and ruins everything. Like, I kind of, I kind of thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, pigeon wire was like a wire that pigeons made, right? And Which I'm sure they have some creations that they'd like to share with us, and that's yeah. probably why they're landing on businessmen's shoulders to try to get a patent. Yeah, um, they have a meeting. tapestries after a patent. Yeah, yeah. he's like, can, got we, a meeting. can we get in at eleven o'clock? He booked it with Jimmy Business. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's now like okay I gotta I got the pitch of this thing yeah I'm sick exactly. and tired I'm I'm out here every day I'm doing the pigeon you know we gotta yeah, do something and they else they won't let me land anywhere they won't let me land anywhere and their hair is cutting my feet off um, and I think a lot of times too when people see pigeons with one foot they still consider them healthy and happy because they're doing their thing pigeons are resilient. That's true. Maybe they just don't miss their feet because they have <laughs> wings and can fly. I guess. But, yeah. like, I think you probably want all of your parts. But um, a pigeons can travel for up to 1,300 miles and get back to where they left from. Okay. That's did, one of their... You did some pigeon research. I did some pigeon research. Oh, that was awesome. one that stuck out to me as exciting. Cool. Um, and another another thing I learned that kind of really fed into this whole secret thing mm-hmm. and the whole secrets of pigeons was that they literally saved, literally, they saved thousands of lives through, I guess it would have been world wars by s- sending notes back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the idea ca- the was... The whole carrier pigeon. Right. And that's like really how that was you know came to that they could travel this far distance and still return home so that's pretty cool and Mm -hmm. i'm so glad that we had that carrier pigeon show up in episode two because it really alerted me to this and um Mm -hmm. since you've done a deep dark road of pigeon research and also a bright shiny road because i learned in my research that there are fluffy pigeons fligeons i Flisions. I will actually probably post a picture of that as well on our cool. Instagram because a fluffy pigeon is adorable. So get ready for trees, monster, Frankenstein trees, and um, fluffy pigeons. Mm-hmm. Just as nature intended. I'm, I'm upset that I didn't write down. I think it was World War II that, like, maybe it was the first World War when the, the carrier pigeons were, like, a super-duper help. Mm-hmm. Super duper help. Yeah. Well, that's. I think um, that I. If I can just have one moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that subject, I'm pretty sure that um that species of carrier pigeon is no longer like they 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 done. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to like bring it down here, but I mean they um they no longer um were alive. The species. Well, that sounds like that sounds like true. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a war hero kind of thing or what the what the whole rules were, but I think um, 
Yeah. I think what it was is that they gave them uh, a gold medal. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was that all the pigeons just circled it and pecked until they went extinct. And they probably shouldn't have given them that bright, shiny thing. Yeah. They were super stoked on it. It was a bad choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I also learned that they're good multitaskers. Okay. How so? Uh, <laughs> I didn't do research on my research. I just found that. <laughs> so that's it. That's all that. Because there was lots of facts, but I was kind of like, none of those really stand up to me, stand out to me too much. Yeah. But I think what I'm really getting from this book is that a lot of what we consider pests. Okay, guys, get closer, get closer. Mm-hmm. Things that we consider maybe a pest, maybe something that we can swat away, like, you know, your common mosquito or a pigeon. Mm-hmm. Or your uncommon they have, mosquito. Or your uncommon m- mosquito or your strange barf pigeon. Mm-hmm. That yes. there's really something to learn from all the little creatures on planet Earth. And that's how, and how not to have feet. Or if, how to survive without feet. Right. That sounds better. That one. It does. I like that more. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's my judgment, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's my judgment so what i say goes so i prefer the how to live without feet jess mm-hmm. mm, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um so to all you pigeons out there i hope that you're having a wonderful time sharing your secrets and i hope that the businessmen of vancouver downtown are not just kicking you to the curb like the bunch of weird vape masters they are. I mean, that's most that's most businessmen. They vape. They're vapors, and they kick pigeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the business they do. Yeah. Yeah, they got briefcases. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I've never worked in that world, so I don't know. Oh, me neither, but yeah. I have worked very, like, I've worked at Nordstrom, so I watched them all. I saw mm-hmm. them all down there vaping. Yeah. Vaping on their phones, and they're just like, business, 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 business. I actually look mm-hmm. like a robot mm-hmm. because I am actually a cyborg. It doesn't hurt. It's not plugged into my body yet. That's what I imagine they're all uh, singing to themselves. I mean, that's, I, I imagine that's what, like, business work is. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we don't. We're not plugged into our phones yet, but they are part of us. We are truly cyborgs at this point. It's true. It I haven't. Ha- I haven't had internet for a week. I've got some very interesting workarounds. But yeah, it's, like it's this, like what we're doing right now. Like so this. just so you guys know, we're not in the podcast basement again today, but we will be returning to the basement. Um, well, next week, right? Because you're hoping to get internet on Friday. I should get internet tomorrow. Wonderful. Yeah. And a bed frame. Oh, life mm-hmm. is but a dream. And did I also tell you that I might also be getting a couch? Well... I don't think you did tell me that, but that that's is... That's a uh, new development, so... Yeah, that's very exciting very and uh, exciting. definitely much needed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. To the so, couch, Jess. To the couch people. <laughs> wow. I just made a weird sound, like my so, Jess, and it really looked like a penis on... Uh, Ooh, on the waveform? On the waveform, yeah. 
Okay. I'm trying to do it again, but it, it, it's not happening. It's so like Candace. it's like a really creepy pe- penis. So uh, Candace, yes. you yes, yes. you have created penis miracles, but I don't feel that that yeah. was the point you were trying to bring up. No, I was trying. I was like, you know, kicking up the dirt a bit, being like, "Aren't you going to ask me questions about oh, my book?" Yeah, I'm going to ask you questions. You know what? We're going <sighs> to Candace. Yes. 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 If it's po- like, I'd like to shift gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the podcast, not basement. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the MacGyver experience, that is yeah. our new podcasting experience for only one more day, L- a limited time only while supplies last. Candace, I'd like to ask you some questions about this book. Oh, try me. Well, I mean, I really feel like there's a part of me that wants to ask so many questions about pigeons that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I did limited research. Uh, you did research, regardless of if it was limited or not. That's not... Pff, who needs to know that? Who's going to fact check? Nobody. Nobody does. Definitely not Dr. Science. Mm. Now, this is the underwater portion of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but did you have... You've got a straw, don't you? I'm jealous, suddenly. I do. <laughs> Do you have a straw? I could take apart my pen and then have a straw, sort of, but I don't think I'm yeah, going to do that because that's a lot of work. And we're recording right now. So, Candace, when would you say this book is was written? That's the question. One of the uh, yeah. yeah, that is totally one of the questions that we like to routinely ask each other. So, this book was probably written in early 2003. Sounds like the most boring time. 2003? I don't remember that time. Because it was really boring. Yeah, it w- it weren't a good time. I mean, it was things okay. that kind of happened. So uh, I really feel like, because uh, I mean, we were like, okay, I'm going to ask my next question. Unless there was okay. more. Was there more about the year? No. What else happened in 2003? There was a song uh, that came out. Flubber. Did it? I don't think it did. I don't think anything happened other than this book being published in 03. That was 2003. Still a good 2003? year. 2003? Yeah. Yeah. 20 the 3rd. <laughs> yes. 20 the 3rd thousand. Mm-hmm. That's how people talk. Hey, Candace. Uh, yeah. Can I... I have a second question. Well, thank Wait. God. Is it... This is the second question. We haven't... There hasn't been a, like... A, B, and 3. There hasn't been any sort of string of technical difficulties that would make me confused. No, and, definitely not. This and, is all just one very mm-hmm, glorious mm-hmm. stream. We're just there. It's very, very... Yes, we're present. Okay. Second question. Who would you recommend this book to? I would recommend this book... Um, well, I really think that everyone should read this book. Um, I think that uh, our wonderful author, Margaret Somerville, if that is your real name, is a wonderful woman who put a lot of work into this book. So I feel like, you know, Everyone should uh, give the ethical imagination a try, but I kind of think it's for those businessmen out there that maybe encounter pigeons every single day and they don't care to know their secrets. I think it's time for you guys to pick up the ethical imagination and uh, school yourselves on the way of the pigeon. I agree. Definitely. Stop stop dialing it in on your cellular telephones, business men. Yeah, they're just doves with a little dirt on their wings. Mm. Dirt Give does. him a hug. <laughs> and the dirty days. Yeah. Okay. Now, Candace, mm. um, normally, 
I would just end. That's my questioning. But I just have like the two questions. Then we'd move on. The to The interrogation last thing. is not over. I okay. have a third question. Now, are you prepared for this 100% totally on topic question? Mm, yeah. Okay. I was just trying to make another penis there. I mean, oh, it was a shorter penis, but was... still a penis. There you go. All penises are created equal. That's how you talk. Mm. That's totally how you talk. So my final question in regards to this book. Now, Candace, if you were to weigh all the teeth in your head, do you think they would weigh a pound? Or no? No. No. Okay. But I'm not going to sell. <laughs> fair enough fair enough okay um yeah we will, we'll save the rest of those questions that i have in my jess has questions throughout the day kind of list um yeah i really liked that question though because it made me stop for a moment mm-hmm. um it made all my teeth feel like they wiggled out of their sockets and then they all sat on my tongue mm-hmm. and i i weighed them with my tongue and i thought for sure that's not a pound. No. 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 I mean, I bet it made but all But once teeth... my deckle's in there, that's going to be so heavy. Your, I bet it made all of your teeth feel so important. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah. 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 It's like going to the dentist. Whoa. Did you hear that? That's the mythical upstairs monster that likes oh. to drag chairs across the entire floor. Recorded down here. Yeah, come on. Hey. And then you slam on the ceiling with the the broom. With the I'll give you something to drag about. <laughs> um, well, in in uh, it, uh on the subject of giving people something to drag about, uh I think we're just about out of time. <laughs> so let's give them all our social media mm-hmm. accounts so mm-hmm. they can tell yeah. us how very great just, this uh podcast is. Just go ahead and and drag yourself through social media cuz that's what we love to do. Just um, like a chair through a room. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, possessed. If, if you, dear listener, uh, want to check out uh, the cover of the book, any of the books that we wanted that you, that that we do, fuck, you're doing good, buddy. Am I? Thank you, Candace. Yes. If yeah, you want to check out the good. covers of the books that we judge uh, weekly on this here podcast, you just go ahead and you log, you go onto your Instagram. And uh, go to Candace and Jess on your Instagram, and you'll find us, and that's where we are. And we will post those things, and sometimes other stuff, like yeah, like a picture of the Franken tree, and probably a fluffy pigeon. Fluffy pigeon. pigeon, yeah. Maybe even some interesting teapots. Who knows? Could be that anything. Could yeah. Um, Fucked up teapots. Yeah, and then also, um, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at Candace and Jess, um, and. Yeah, stuff gets posted there too. Cause right on, ev- and you can. Uh... That's because everyone understands how Twitter works. Yeah. Nah, no. Uh, no. No. But I'm sure birds like to tweet, and uh, we seem to cover a lot of bird related things here. And uh, to our carrier pigeon in episode two, I miss you, buddy. I hope you fly back into the window soon with some more, you know, communications, because that was really sweet. And if you guys have any communications for us and you don't have a pigeon uh, friend who can deliver the information, please send us emails at Jess at gmail.com. We will be there to read them. Um, 
and you know you can check us out on spotify you can check us out on google play stitcher um we're still really you know we're watching those uh reviews come in on itunes thank you so much to shania the dog so thank you so much to bob fossil as babe um to the eat drink and breathe review yeah yeah which Him we really too. appreciated thanks sean and <laughs> yes thank you so much um and there are a few more on there. I, I believe one from Wheel in the Sky Baby could be a great friend of mine in uh, a place far, far away that is basically a wheel in the sky. We just really appreciate it, you guys. And um, Very we cool. Need, we need that feedback. We, also, me, me, and we me. We love to do it, but... Me, me, or me is the other one. Me or me or me. Me? Mm. Yes. Me. Yeah. We know you're listening. Thank you for letting us know. Uh, do you ever get that well, moment where you do something so many times and you forget how it is the thing that you do? Candace? You mean like breathing, walking, thinking, speaking? Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, what do we do now? How do we? How do we do this? Well, <laughs> what we do, do is we go. How do we, we do that? this show? We cue the outro music. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, guys. Oh, Jess? wait, no, we have one before that. It's like, you've okay, been, so we say you've been listening right. to Candace and Jess judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. I you made it all the way through. <laughs> wait a minute. I got to I'm going to flip it on this time. Hey, you've been listening to Candace and Jess. Uh, fuck. You've been listening to Candace and Jess judge a book by its cover. You're Candace. And you're Jess. Yay. I'm going to cue that outro music. Yeah, buddy.